My friend, we cannot keep this a secret any longer. Bob and Zip. Hold on a second. I'm going to find that. One second. Right. Um, Ed. Did I hear that correct, Ed, that uh, the um, mounted, the Mounties up in Canada are having trouble with racially motivated shakedown stops and some oh, excessive always. use of force? Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Cops. Has, has mean, Canada had some of the same problems as the U.S.? Oh God, yes. Yeah. We're we're look, we're just a twentieth the size. We have the same issues. They're just smaller. Hmm. Yeah. So uh, for those of you tuning in, uh, Ed Kelly there, and Ed is a Canadian. I don't know if we say that often enough on the show. <laughs> and the accent is gone. So Yeah. I haven't heard you speak about Canada hardly at all. <laughs> the great part is I can put it back if I have to. Oh, can you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But do you just sound like Bob and Doug, or do you sound like no, you? No. The thing is that, uh, for example, when uh, WB Donor needed somebody for a chain back in Canada called Future Shop, all of the American announcers would say dollars, and to a Torontonian ear, if somebody right. in Toronto, it sounds like dollars, whereas they say dollars. <laughs> that sounds like dollars to us. I just put the dollars back and elongated yeah. all of my vowels. I call it the Canadian vowel movement. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> dollars, yes, that's dollars. what my friend Ben says when he's talking yeah. about how I haven't paid him yet. And it's that. and it's perfectly normal to their ear. Okay, I'm looking for the audio clip you sent me of you doing. Now you did a big voiceover and a huge video game, right? Yes. What was the game? Uh, Warcraft, World of Warcraft. Okay, it's on Facebook. Did you also text it to me? I, th I believe I did uh, text it to you. Okay, because I can yeah. get it from text. Okay. But it was so cool. Uh, oh, unfortunately, the text is not on my computer. Do you have it? Can mm. you play it? Uh, I don't actually know if I have it, because all I've done is post it on social media. I don't even know if I have the actual uh, right. produced file. <laughs> but. <laughs> now, can I, can I just uh, ask you a question that's none of my business? Sure. How much do they pay you to do a big video game like that? Um, well, the first one that I did, it took five years to do, so they paid me for each session. And because it was a game in development, uh, development there was a, I, you know, I, I gave them a break on the rate. But now um, they're having me do all the trailers, all the new additions. See, video games are constantly adding different options and wormholes that you can go down, rabbit holes that right. they have to kind of beef up for. And there's a Easter lot of eggs, cells. too, is one of the yeah. things. Right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> So I love it, I love how you didn't rudely say it's none of your business and refused to answer my question. That's <laughs> brilliantly done. Uh, I, I the last session was eight hundred dollars or something. You did. No, you don't my get question. residuals, you are, right? You are ballsy, huh? What's that? No, no residuals or any. Not on this particular out? one. No. Yeah. yeah. I so mean, you've got to be pretty high up on the food chain before you can ask. It's that called kind of work thing. for hire when you do it that way, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. It is contractor work. That's good. Mm -hmm. I, I considered voice work uh, for a while and actually did a few voice work jobs, mm -hmm. but I only had one voice. And that's okay. Actually, your voice is very in vogue right now. It's the guys with the big boy voices, you know, the traditional radio guys. Are you saying can't. I don't have a giant ballsy voice? No, I'm just saying that you're you're you, you're you a, a likable. Right? It's the guys with the huge ballsy voices that are out. <laughs> just ordinary guys like you. <laughs> you're stealing all the money. Yeah. Oh, really? Kind of. How a, do I yeah. get some of that work? I, I I'd love eight hundred bucks for ten minutes work. Well, you've got. Yeah, I would say get a good agent in New York. Yeah, and then work at it for a lifetime like you, and then maybe I'll get eight hundred. Well, it, it takes ten years to become an overnight success. Is it really? Know? Yeah, that's mm. that kind of thing. And if I, if I hadn't done animation, there's no way I'd be doing video games. Right now, tell me what animation was your like pinnacle, uh, most favorite animated character you did. Um, well, there was a squirrel that I used to do that taught soccer that was a lot of fun. But the biggest was I did. Uh, a feature with uh, opposite Ron Perlman. Do you know who that is? Mm -mm. Beauty and the Beast. He was the Beast. Oh, Ron Perlman. He was also in that HBO series about uh, motorcycle gangs. What was that called? Right, Sons right. of Anarchy. Sons of Anarchy. He was the yeah. uh, the guy, the lead character in Sons of Anarchy. He's not a real attractive man, but I I knew him from L.A. But we, he, he was God opposite. I did five characters in the movie. Mm. You know, a dog with a New York accent and. 
Albin, the head angel, and all this other stuff. It was kind of fun. I mean, it was really great because they had GoPro, GoPro cameras on you, and then they sent every expression, every nuance to oh. the, for the Japanimation offshore. And it came back, and I'll be damned if the guy in the movie didn't look like me. So, oh, yeah, so in other words, the people who actually draw the cartoons... To my to after crap. you've done the, I always wondered how that was done. After yeah. you've done the Bugs Bunny or whatever you're doing, yeah. they are looking at a video of you and then they animate the mouth so it's authentic. Exactly. I mean, they and even the dog, you could tell the dog had my mouth. He had my, was using my expressions because I'm very animated. <laughs> That's one of the things about animation is you really got to let go. You got to commit. Right. And when right. you you know when you when you fall and there was a lot of acrobatic stuff in that particular feature. Um, when you fall, you actually have to bang your chest. And, oh, ow, oh, ah, ah, you know, and if you're, you, you have, have to almost falling, hurt you yourself, to, you do. You have to kind of get physical about it. Wow! And if you can't sit in a chair, I stood for two days for about eight hours each day. So, is does the director direct that session, or is there yes. is there somebody else? There in was the two chain? actually. There was two guys from LA that came in. And uh, they each uh, had their input, and they were kind of half and half, and uh, they were great to work with. Okay, I found the audio. So this is the, uh, what's the name of the game again? Well, I play Parvos Granum, and it's uh, Warcraft, World Warcraft. Oh, Warcraft think. is like one of the biggest video games there is, right? It is. Of it's been around time. since 2012. So, yeah. so in terms of like, if you were looking to go to Comic-Con... And score a hot bride who might be in costume. <laughs> I have a cosplay fetish. It's it's made in heaven. Yeah, I, I mean this this could be your ticket, right? It's funny you should say that because my uh, producer friend out in California said, "Dude, you need to put on a T-shirt that says I narrated this game and I am Parvos Granum." He said, "You'll get you know you'll get work." Right. I said, "Well, what else will I get?" <laughs> yeah. So Parvos Granum, what can you tell me about Parvos Granum? Since I don't know. apparently. He is the originator of the of the uh, the entire thing, and he ha has been out for a while and gone. And this is kind of his uh, resurrection, but it's a surprise thing because I had to morph the character originally with somebody very placid and kind of uh, innocent, and then all of a sudden I turn. Yes. Okay. So this is you without the effects. Do me, give me a little of the voice. Bavos Cranum, this is me. I own your world. Wow. Listen to. By the way, Zip. Listen to how his voice is like you change your timber you add a lowness you know <laughs> i'm trying to copy you but you have uh, you have so much character in <laughs> every little portion of a syllable all right so and so this is after they gussy it up in the video here we go yeah. mr warframe guy <laughs> off of facebook let's see if this will play i have watched you Monuments to narcissism, demanding others sweat in your stead, gorging upon that which you have not earned, watched as you claimed for yourself my teachings of self-reliance, perverting them into a flaccid philosophy of sloth, of idleness. <laughs> Is that you, my son? <laughs> no, that must be a different son. <laughs> and are this, you about to kill this, your son just like in Star, Star Wars? Yeah, yes, it's very, there's a lot of parallels. But the son is such a panty waste. He's a great character. The, mm. the contrast is great. He reminds me of uh, Biggest Dickus on... Uh, what, <laughs> is that a Monty Python thing? <laughs> Don't lose me this gig, Rivers! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Will they keep calling you back to do more of those? I'm the, well, one can only hope. But yeah, the feedback online you know, on Reddit has been very, very positive. Yeah, I was, the feedback on Facebook was incredible. To the voice actor for Parvos Granum, you effing crushed it, dude. Shout out. Seriously, I loved hearing this dude talk. You could hear the conviction in his uncompromising principles, and you can see the decay of the corpus away from such principles through Neff. I look forward to encountering. This guy needs really. I was say, yeah, he might be in his mother's basement. We don't know. Or he might. He might need to pay for his porn actually. Yeah. Instead of the free stuff. You might, you might want to think twice about wearing that shirt. Listen to him. Yeah. He, he keeps going. Fire fusion void. 
Also, oh, mother f kudos to the animators. I usually don't like the look of humans talking in Warframe, yeah. but the facial expressions on him during his introduction were wonderfully foreboding. So, is this the same thing where the animators actually saw a video of you before they? They made did it? not, but uh, they picked a guy that actually had has kind of a similar jawline, but a much broader nose, and he's clearly uh, more evil looking than I am. I'm yeah. kind of a you know guy next door looking guy. Yeah. And uh, it, it, but it, the the AI has gotten so good as they gather all of these all of this informa information and that even at the video game level, the you know the, the movement of the mouth is actually pretty convincing. It lines up. Right. Wow. Now, do you does somebody read the other parts? Or are you just reading your line? I'm just like reading mine. Cold. I had probably yeah. the best director I've worked for. This guy really knew because they they labor over those lines. I mean, they really yes. finesse the heck so, out of it. So you cannot ad lib. I can. In fact, uh, I was encouraged to do that, and that's when we captured, I think, some of the best stuff. He was like, "Oh, I like. He's got he's got an Australian accent, you know, one of the, the those guys." And he said, "Yeah, oh, I liked it. That was beautiful. Yeah, oh, yeah, cool. yeah. Okay, now do this in the next line. I want you to be yeah. so." I just thought it was How? However, How you could blow it. Like if you go use the force, Luke, they're like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I don't want to pull I don't want to pull the curtain back on the wizard bob. Yeah. <laughs> oh. How many how how many levels of depth, you know, and, and different tracks do you do for a character? It's infinite almost it, because the choices, like I said, the first the first one, which was one of the major indies, um, had had so many levels and so many rabbit holes that I, it took five years to to voice it, mm. and it took them Jeez. five years to put the cells together because wow. there's an, an infinite number of options. Now, and how much of like did you do the character for the whole video game? I narrated Children of Morta. Yeah, I mean it's me the whole time. Wow. That's awesome. It makes me yeah. almost want to waste my life playing video games again <laughs> just to hear you. It's well, well, that's the thing. It's such a uh, total other world. If is. you're not immersed in it, it's a whole different thing. Now, have yeah. any of us ever been addicted to video games? I played more Super Mario Brothers than I should have. That was, was a out. pretty popular one during our yeah. era. I but played was, it a little bit. Yeah. Zip. You know, I uh, I was the pinball guy. That's uh, too on. old. Uh, yeah, not you, oh, you I know, love what pinball. Was, what were the uh, what were the early uh, ones you'd see in a bowl? Captain game? Fantastic was one. Remember that? Oh, oh, oh! As far as yeah. pinball, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, but uh, as far as the video stuff, it, it was really uh, rudimentary. I'm Ducks. Yeah, it was really Pac Man. Yeah. Pac Man. Well, it was called, I did mm -hmm. I did Pac Man yeah. and Space Invaders. <laughs> and by the way, I always felt uh, of all of those that Pac-Man was a metaphor for the meaning of life. <laughs> Is that you're reading way more existentialism into the game than it was? Meant oh no, Pac-Man! Think about it. So in yeah. Pac-Man, you're 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 greedy, and you're gobbling up as many of those chocolate little bits as possible. Yes. Until something evil starts chasing you and wants to gobble you up, and then you run. How is that? How is all life not exactly that? It, it is a bit metaphorical, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And I and I used to I used to kill five six hours playing Pac Man. Wow. Well, and, it is addictive. Oh, and the other one was Asteroids. Yes. Yeah. Which is similar. I mean, you're out there blasting the asteroids, and then all of a sudden. This spaceship comes out, woo, 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 yeah. and it starts shooting at you. And yeah. the longer you live, the, the weaker the your they immune system. <laughs> <laughs> you see how this is all just like life? Yes, it is. Um, There's a lot of parallels. In life, of course, you only have one life. Uh, and in the game, you would have four or five or whatever the, the game was set for. Uh, or however many quarters you have on yeah. you. Yeah. And there's something about being a certain age. Because my, my sons were into video games at roughly the same age. And it's right around the time you're the most stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a you little know, judgmental. You know, from mid-teens <laughs> to late 20s. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, I was a late you, bloomer, I guess. You would join the military and really get shot out of the sky. Yeah. 
yeah. if, if the right recruiter had a table in front of your classroom. That's right, thinking you're a badass. And so, yes. Yeah, yeah, so I don't that, think I'll be nominating you for that mentorship. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Look, hey. You kidding me? He's banned from the intern pool. <laughs> Are you disagreeing with anything I'm saying? No, no, I'm just not. pointing me out so that the spaceship will shoot at me. I get it. Yeah, we put you <laughs> to t- up yeah. front to take the shrapnel, Bob. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, so medical. <laughs> um, just before we started recording tonight, Zip and I mm-hmm. were doing our radio show, uh-huh. and as was I, Lisa freaked out because a giant bear was walking through the backyard. Oh, they're they're harmless. He uh, was bigger than the average bear. <laughs> That's right, boo boo. <laughs> you better stay out of my way. I know what a honey is. Say, <laughs> and but he and he's huge, and now he's. We know that our backyard, yeah, because we've seen him two out of the last three days. Uh-huh. Our backyard is his regular romp, stomping grounds. Has he left a souvenir? Uh, yes, actually. <laughs> He's marking And I know his exactly of which you speak. It's something yeah. the Pope doesn't do in the woods, but the bear does. <laughs> and the first time we saw it, we were like, what's that? That would be a big dog. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, and so now I'm, and I talked to Zip about this a little on debating whether I need to be nervous about it. Mm, I, I think sure the COVID get, era make, has give, yeah. given them bravery. I was <laughs> make sure you keep that your trash locked up because they'll go nuts oh, for yeah. any kind of food stuff. That's I mean, right. Breaking and entering is nothing yeah. for them. Yeah. Their olfactory senses are like well, to you the, know the the, 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 exponent the of trash is in our garage, but the code to the automatic garage door opener <laughs> Easy to guess. Can you read the numbers, Yogi? <laughs> it's just I'll my wife's birthday, so I should make it something more complex. Yes. <laughs> just yell out the window, hey, we're on the Neighborhood Watch program, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, but that was wild. Crazy. So, crazy. well, congratulations on your video game job. Well, yeah, thank amen, you. Amen. That's, that's really awesome. Have you're doing that. You're doing a big Detroit radio show several days a week. Yeah. And... Um, what else? Also doing uh, some work for the Pistons, the the Red Wings. All, the four sports teams are all owned by the same family here in Detroit. So, oh. I've been doing documentaries called documentaries rather for the Red Wings called The Winged Wheel. The Winged Wheel. Mm-hmm. You know, we go over the glory years cool. of the Red Wings because they suck right now. So, and they can't play. So it's good to provide content to keep the fans entertained. So for regular listeners of the Bob and Zipcast with Ed Kelly, um, I have been married to Lisa for. 39 years going on now. Wow. And 39 blissful years. Yes. Uh, and Zip and Jeannie are significant, or they're SOs and have been married, uh, well, not married. They've been living in Sin. How long? <laughs> Haven't heard that one in a while. <laughs> uh, let's see. It's been a while. Uh, approaching 20. Approaching 20 approaching years. 20. When you say approaching 20, is that because you don't know the exact number? <laughs> no, because I've seen her I online. Exact yeah. number. And she looks like she's approaching 20. <laughs> she's she's very hot, by the way. Yeah. Uh, she's and well preserved. Yes, indeed. Yes. And she works at it, believe me. Does she work out like crazy to keep that well, physique? She's just. She's a very balanced person all the way yeah, around. Right. You know, she's she very, is, yeah. you know. And she's kind of the smart one. What she, <laughs> what she is doing with me has baffled people for wow. many days. Has it? Yeah. I'm telling you. No, but you, you, it's very, and, and you know, when me and Lisa get together with you and Jeannie, um, I sense there's a camaraderie there now. Oh, Initially, I felt us? like she was very suspicious of me, as were you. Yeah. But um, I think we've been doing this for five years. That's for you. (laughs) That's funny. Let let, Uh, let me know. I'm twisted in the wind here. Am I? Am I reading that right? No, 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 no. She's very. Yeah, she's fond of you guys. Absolutely. Okay. Because you know what we were supposed to do in April. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we talked about that. Never yes. happened. So Zip has Never a string happened. of vacation properties on the Florida coast. Oh, I coast. do not. I have one home. <laughs> he has one Airbnb, and it's a nice oh. little um, cottage, and it's got a nice little swimming pool. It's like my dream 
It's not an infinity pool. Tell me it's not an infinity pool. No, no. It's okay. not. All right. No. I don't feel so bad now. No, but after the hurricane, it felt like it cost infinity <laughs> to fix it up. <laughs> well, the pool is that just a, a money pit. That it, I was just telling somebody today, this is the interesting thing. I was, it still baffles me. When Hurricane Irma, it was Hurricane Irma, right. uh, that hit uh, Naples, really pretty much straight on, mm. uh, the week of the storm as the spaghetti strands had they started out on the east coast and they kept moving west i called my insurance guy there's a lanai a, a cage around the pool which you know they're famous for just completely disappearing and yes high it winds. blow away it's like a sail and i called my <laughs> insurance guy and uh i said this is a just a total half-assed stupid question is there any chance i can throw that a pool cage on a rider. He goes, you won't believe it. They're still taken. I said, put me in. So oh. I think it was 700 bucks to get the, when the hurricane cage. was already coming that week, it was, it was the, it was the Wednesday and the hurricane hit, I think on Saturday night, Saturday night into Sunday. And it tore that cage off right off the back of the house. And, uh, but I was covered. Wow. It's unbelievable. That'd be I awesome. Mean, it's too yeah. bad you can't call after the hurricane and say, can I put that on for last Friday? <laughs> you know, I know he's supposed to send you guys a check, but you know. You know. Well, and, and so Zip and I actually watched the hurricane while we were doing a show. Really? We were watching it hit where his house was. And because of the nature of communications, yeah. there's going to be no information for a long time. So we're... We're watching the Weather Channel, hmm. and here's what the Weather Channel does. They have someone standing out there in a parka getting windblown, and they put them in the town just before the hurricane is hit. And so they're standing there. We're here in Naples, right around the corner from Sip's place, and boy, it's going to be devastating. It could be a, you know, it could be a swell of six or eight feet. And by the way, Zip's house is only six inches above sea they level. They did so. say that. That was a shocker. Oh yeah. They sh the this the expected storm surge was nine feet. Yes. And it would, went way inland, like three oh, miles inland. And, and my anyway. house is at four feet. Yeah. That's and a so, tsunami. I, I exaggerated with the six inches, but I always do yeah. that for some uh, <laughs> And none of that ever happened. In fact, there was very little uh, but flooding tell, around the house. Tell them how we found out it didn't happen. The craziest thing. So here's the thing. Once yeah. the hurricane hits, Zip and I want that reporter to stand there next to his house. <laughs> But you know Was what he they literally do? standing next to his house? Yeah, no, no, not really. No. But they move okay. up the coast, yeah. and now we're 40 miles away, and everyone's batting down the hatches here. I'm, what about Zip's place? <laughs> <laughs> and of course, they move on, and you, and yeah. you kind of don't know till the next day. But here's how we found out. And I think you, you and I both searched and found out at the same time. The way people get their news today, and it's not just the president, these kids today. It's Twitter. Yeah. And so what happened is Instantaneous. that someone in Naples flew a drone in yeah, the aftermath right. yeah. of the hurricane oh, and my. flew over his neighborhood and flew over and said, see, it didn't come up as high as we thought it would. <laughs> and, you know, he was able to like just by looking, forget turning on any of the news channels. Yeah, forget. Well, they, and they, they did evacuate that whole area. Yep. In the end, they evacuated that entire area that I live in. So the wise tack, by the way. I yeah, guess. Yeah. But the point I'm making is that most of us, most of the things, and then I'm going to tie this into current events. Most of the things that really change us and move us, mm -hmm. no longer come from reporters. Nope. They're crowdsourced. They're out of work. Yep. Think about it. The whole Me Too movement movement mm -hmm. came out Crowds of social are. media. Yeah. Uh, think about it. This um, very sad um, experience we've had with racial violence by police. Yeah, protests are organized. Has all come from security cameras or mm -hmm. people oh, recording yeah. stuff with their phones. Mm -hmm. And so it's a crazy world we live in now where... And it, the genie's out of the bottle, by the way. There's yes. No, there's no coming back from this no no there is no n return to normal mm -mm. any way you look at it is that good is that bad
Um, well, it, it, um, it's both. Yeah, right? it's it's pointless to debate it. Uh, it's good if you're, let's say, you're a woman who's been um, sexually harassed for years, and no one would ever pay any attention to you. Mm-hmm. It's good if you're you that now stronger safeguards are in place. Never perfect, and certainly it's good not it, perfect, but it's good for you. It's bad if you're Matt Lauer, but you deserve it. But it's good if you're Colin Kaepernick because you might just be rehired. And, and yeah. here's Colin we Kaepernick who's that. like yeah. um, took a knee, ironically, and it took a knee to bring him back. Yeah, interesting. Isn't that strange? Great, great, I mean, great, way, to, great way to state it. It sounds like a meme. irony at its best. Yeah, it's irony. Yeah. I don't even mean to make light of it because it's... No, not it's, at all. I didn't take it that way. It's a sad commentary on our oh, vision of society these days. Yeah. You know, um, the whole American culture now seems based largely on greed. And, um, and by the way, I'm... I'm not opposed to greed, as many greed who know is good. Me would say <laughs> there's nothing wrong with striving to you know do well and, and succeed and like remember I played Pac-Man for six hours. <laughs> yeah. I kept score. Yes, you did. Uh, but if you don't balance that with yeah. caring and being empathetic and caring about your fellow human beings, then what's the point of living? No, and. As I've often said, the precursor to revolt is the disparities in income. Mm. And sure enough, this is what we're witnessing. Oh, man. Yeah, we're at such a point where everyone is so rattled. Yeah. And the wound is so fresh. It just needs time to heal. And I don't know. Can I ask you a loaded question about that? Okay. Whose fault is it that everyone is so rattled? Take your time. Don't say the first word that comes to your mind. Well, I, I think in large part, there's two things. I think uh, the media, for one, mm-hmm. does an unbelievable job of ramping it up. And then mm-hmm. the wildfire of social media, of comment and opinion. Mm-hmm. Unedited. And, and, no. Yes, exactly. Unfiltered, completely unfiltered. Okay. So those were the answers I would give to if I didn't <laughs> already have a surprise answer. I think the message should be that it's our own fault because no one, uh, you can lead a horse to Twitter, but you can't make him tweet. <laughs> In other words, or a horse's ass. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when TV came out when I was a kid and they called it the boob tube because everyone planted their kids in front of the TV. Yeah. It was the same thing as the internet. It just wasn't as harmful. It was like a joy buzzer compared to a nuclear yeah. reactor. An electronic babysitter, yeah. So we are now the we are now all acting like big babies, forgetting what our values are, and I mean both sides politically. I mean, oh, agreed. Yeah, it's it's like yeah. hold on, let's talk about loving each other and coming together and all of that. And part of the problem, and believe me, I have a little blame for them too, is that the media makes money when it creates of drama. Of course that causes us to keep coming back. Mm -hmm. And there is so much media now, 24-7, a gazillion unlimited channels. But wait, isn't that always breaking news? Yes. (laughs) Alert. I like alert. What does alert alert mean? For me, alert means the dinner is ready, and if I don't come up, it will be cold. Yeah. Or the doors are closing in five minutes. Yes. Attention customers. Yeah. Something else that I think plays into it, and, and and Ed, you being a voiceover guy, and, and you have such a mellifluous tone, your tone of voice, the way people talk to one another, mm-hmm. you know, they it is yelling, and it's yeah, yeah. aggressive and agitated, and it's constant. Well, I blame Ed for that, because of the evil characters he plays <laughs> in video games. <laughs> you you are the necromancer, or whatever. The necromancer? <laughs> necromancer, Yes. <laughs> Uh, so i do i get tired of people in that in with poor tone of voice and just wears me constantly. out doesn't it yeah. yeah all right in news today i saw this story too ed and it was a big story to me mm-hmm. david chase the creator of the sopranos yeah 
was at a dinner with a bunch of people. Tipped his hand. And he actually, I don't know how you can, you know, how you can do a spoiler for a show that ended, what, <laughs> 13 years ago? When did Sopranos end? Was it 2008? I don't know. I'm not exactly sure. I think it's 2007, somewhere around there. It's a while ago. Yeah, it was a cliffhanger, though. Well, and in the show, it was a cliffhanger because uh, the Sopranos, Tony and his wife are having, and the kids are having, they're in a restaurant, and it looks like there's about to be a hit on them. Somebody's going to get whacked. And Mm -hmm. Journey's Don't Stop Believing starts playing. (laughs) It did. Which is great placement for that song. Uh, Awesome. And then you always always wondered, do they get killed or do they get to keep uh, eating out with the family and, um, you know, find a way to survive? And you never knew. Well, David Chase uh, is doing The Sopranos Sessions, which is a book celebrating the HBO mob drama. Right. And he was doing an interview. And in the roundtable discussion... The co-author of the book, Alan Seppenwall, asks Chase, when you said there was an end point, because he had said there was an end point of this that he thought about two uh, two years ahead of time. Mm-hmm. He said, you don't mean Tony at Holstein's, Holston's Diner. You just meant, I think I have two more years of worth of stories. And then Chase, who is 74 years old now. Yes, that might explain it. <laughs> had a senior moment because he Good said, disclaimer. Yeah. Yes, I think I had that death scene around two years before the end, but we didn't <laughs> do it that way. <laughs> and at that moment, yeah. Mark Zoller, an, a co-author, chimed in and said, you realize, of course, that you just referred to that as a death scene. <laughs> and I'm going to be explicit here. Um, Fuck you guys, says Chase. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Which is the only appropriate response when you're talking about, uh, you know, the Sopranos. Yeah. And in one fell swoop, he spoiled that plot point that's been debated for years by everyone. Yeah. Yes, this Tony Soprano did die. Probably the whole family. Yeah. I assume that he had. But, that, but nobody ever really knew because you didn't know if they were leaving themselves open for a sequel. Yeah. And then, of course, sadly, James Gandolfini passed on. Yes, he did. Eliminating all, you know, it's like when one of the Beatles died. I was like, oh, there goes my Beatles reunion. Not going to happen. Yeah. I know that's selfish of me. Well, they're still talking about it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> right? And they're happy. It, it is interesting how when they're writing these series, really feature-length movies just chopped into hour-long segments, mm. you know, how they... Always build in a potential um, different twist, so they could, if they yeah. get picked up for another year, you know, they can just and keep it going. Maybe he, and that'd be the question to ask him. So you were going to whack him again? Did you not whack him in case they made you an offer you couldn't refuse? I'm gonna tell you something, Mister. Think you know what you're doing? You know what, what did you think doing? of the end of Breaking Bad? That was kind of... He was just about more. to launch into some Tony Soprano. Now you've got to do oh, um, Brian Krantz. <laughs> I've got it on tape. You've got it on tape. I don't need to do it live. Okay. Um, Break It Bad was also great. Uh, only we knew that uh, Brian Krantz dies, Walter White. But it's interesting to see how they're going to uh, dovetail Better Call Saul... Oh. In this, I think it's the final season once they start shooting again, if That's I'm not right. mistaken. And I'm a season and a half behind, and it just occurred to me that someone listening to this podcast hasn't Oops. seen Breaking Bad. So I, let Oops. me just say this. I'm not sure what happens to Walter White. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what happens I to think it, Walter White. <laughs> I get roasted. <laughs> it looks bad for him. That's all I will say. There were so oh, many great man. death scenes in Breaking Bad. I especially Mr. liked White. the drug... Uh, Kingpin, what was his name? The one that they met at the chicken place? Um, Gus with the yeah, bombing? Gus. Oh, the way he dies is... And the the thing, that, the one that really got me was uh, Danny Trejo's head mm. on the, the uh, turtle. Yeah. Do you remember that scene? Oh, yeah. I got to interview Danny Trejo after that, by the way. Did you? He loved it. Oh, no doubt. It was such an honor for him. I mean, all of a lifetime. Seriously, if he wasn't an actor, he'd be that guy. <laughs> yeah, in the show. It's awesome. Uh, he was also in Sons of Anarchy. 
I believe. Yeah. Did you guys see that Sons of Anarchy? Oh, one of my favorites. Yours too. I liked it. Yeah. Zip, you probably yeah. didn't see it. You know, I have not. I'll have to go back and look at it. It's that. a good binge yeah. watcher. Uh, depending on your significant other's tolerance yeah. for macho um, skullduggery. Skullduggery. <laughs> good word. In a dramatic fashion. You won't hear, you won't hear that used again any day this week. <laughs> <laughs> but depending on, like, so, like, Lisa wouldn't watch... Uh, the Sons of Anarchy because you know guys are just I mean they're doing what motorcycle club <laughs> lawless guys do they're Debauchery. they're making <laughs> porn because it's a good business you know they're um, stealing guns because it's a good business and I can tune it out I it doesn't make me think that those are great businesses <laughs> good <laughs> it's like oh I Wait, should get now we that. know why your marriage is held together <laughs> yeah but uh, but I mean they they are they're doing some really sleazy sh- uh, shady stuff yeah and the thing about that show is motorcycle gangs loved it but how could you because again if you haven't watched it cl- close your ears for a second yeah. but yeah everybody you love dies mm-hmm which is like, Nobody. that would be the worst daycare center thing you could say to kids. <laughs> <laughs> You're a dark dude, yeah. Bob. So, you are a dark dude. Well, but everyone you love dies in that show. And, yeah. and they die, you know, because the stuff they're doing is dangerous. The, the side of the tracks yeah. that they're on, yeah. And how could you even want to be in a motorcycle gang? <laughs> and me about the motorcycle guys, that's cool. Awesome. Yeah. So um, It's a family. It's yeah, great. that's the beauty of machismo skullduggery, as yes. you put it. Yeah. <laughs> and Ron, Which, Ron by Perlman, the way, is a new ice cream flavor that Benny and Jerry are coming out with. <laughs> machismo skullduggery. I like it. It's probably got a lot of What's in it, in Ed? It. <laughs> what would you put in well, machismo skullduggery? We got cracked eggshells, you know. We put that in the blender. Yes. Feels like a cracked skull. Yeah. Cherry uh, sauce too. to Im- yeah. Im- imitate the blood. Yeah, you got the uh, broken leg of lamb in there just mm. for flavor. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, all right. A oh, couple man. of binge watching suggestions uh, that we've completely <laughs> spoiled. Yeah. <laughs> all right. What else is in the news? Uh, hang on. The stuff that Ed sent was right here. Um, Rolling Stone, Trump, uh, George Floyd fl- protest. What's this one? I send this stuff Hang to you half oh, the disc- oh wow it's a partisan <laughs> article Rolling yeah. Stone did an article called The Disgrace of Donald Trump yeah. uh, that's interesting a lot of people are saying and by the way I don't buy into that um, I've had f- so many friends tell me he was done That and, and in fact no. friends of mine Anything used to bet on how many more days he would last before the Republicans oh. gave him the boot they're delusional the delusional, the Trump derangements. And I would say to them, that ain't going to happen. Because even if they don't like him, he's a Republican in the highest office. Yeah. And they're not going to want to. I mean, it's against their DNA to want a Democrat in there. So, oh, yeah. Uh, so Rolling Stone minces no words. They say yeah. Donald Trump's astounding incompetence in recent months, worsening the effects of the pandemic. I'd love to see that pinned on him, but I'm not sure how they do it. Because I don't well, think they put it into historical context. That's what I enjoyed about yeah. the, the article, actually. Uh, mishandling the ensuing economic disaster and maliciously inflaming racial tensions. Well, that's all fake news, Ed Kelly. I don't yeah, see anything believable there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he is without question the worst president in American history, says Rolling Stone, which can't even induct the right people into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, <laughs> which is the thing they do. Yes can see i'm playing anyway none of the other contenders for the dishonor can match trump's record of bringing on or aggravating three devastating crises at the same time it is the perfect storm you gotta know yeah. that uh two incidents amid the turmoil suggest that trump having made a career out of shafting justice might finally pay the price <laughs> the murder of George Floyd. Four skullduggery afoot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this time, 
within the Beltway. And then the Battle of Lafayette Square on June 1st. So. That was his sort of Tiananmen Square moment. That's what they're calling so it. So you guys are pretty liberal. You know, I'm a, a, a kind of a fence-sitter. I'm very, I'm a total open book about politics. I voted for Republicans for president half the time, mm-hmm. which I believe gives me credibility as like I'm not on one side or the other. You vote the party, not the, the uh, man, not the party. Right? Yeah, I vote the person and my sense of the person mm-hmm. because I'm one of those skeptics who believes there's very little difference between Democrats and Republicans. I agreed. And what's different about them is they each claim to represent a certain set of values and then don't do anything about it. Yeah. And if you don't believe that and you happen to be a Democrat, then go on your conservative friend's Twitter accounts, go on their Facebook pages, and they are saying the exact same things that the that the, the lefties are saying about the people on the right. Yeah. You can't fix stupid. You know, all of these. The, all the exact same things. Yeah. 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 And so, so politics to me is overall pretty dumb. It's a little bit like the NFL. Yeah. Only, you know, and, and you, your city is the greatest and the other uh-huh. city that's your rivalry Sucks. is all stupid yeah. and yeah. plays it's unfair. Tribalism. And everything Literally is tribalism. Yeah. Right. Anyway, the political calculation behind Trump's latest reality TV display had historical overtones dating back to the white backlash law and order demagogy that helped elect Richard Nixon in 1968. In the Rose Garden, Trump proclaimed, I am your president of law and order at the very minute that police were tear gassing law abiding demonstrators, hitting them with uh, tear gas and string ball grenades. By the way. When that happened, do you remember they denied it was tear gas? They said it was smoke bombs. Yeah, it was a different kind of smoke that makes you cry. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what, was that no, they the said explanation? It's yeah, it's not tear gas at uh, 1080B uh, 3C. It's the smoke that makes you cry. Uh, it's different from tear gas. <laughs> See, I, I never it, heard the resolution to that. All oh, I heard was the left saying that it was tear gas and the right saying it was just smoke yeah, bomb. Yeah, it was a smoke bomb that makes you cry. Um, <laughs> apparently, there's this. a specific brand that's, it's yeah. sort of like saying, no, I didn't use Roundup. I used um, <laughs> Kill the Bastard. Um, <laughs> what's the I other one? I used DDT. Oh, I used Crossbow and DDT. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God. So, anyway, Anyway, so that basically uh, in the Bible, you know, the Bible, holding the Bible in front of the church, which, by yeah. the way, plays very well to a certain base. I mean, they believe them. I, I get that. And that, that tome is not to be questioned among yeah. a certain uh, sect. The weirdest thing about the, um, uh, what do you call the, the extreme religious people? The, uh, what's Fanatics? The, the uh, no, there's a there's a term for it. Um, Religiosity, the pious, the scribes, the Pharisees. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, the um, what do you call that vote? Zip, come on. Oh, I, yeah, yeah, I know what you're going for. <laughs> the religious um, vote. Anyway, the thing about the religious the cons- vote is yeah. that the evangelical, the evangelical, thank evangelical. You. Thank you. And Jeez. I apologize um, to the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost that I forgot. <laughs> Blasphemy! Years of Catholic school education (laughs) down the drain. Uh, The thing about the evangelicals is that um, it's incredible that a guy who paid off a porn star for an affair while his wife was tending their newborn son, who's on his third marriage? His third wife, yeah. And who literally loves being with the money changers in the temple and filing for bankruptcy to um, shaft his investors. Including Epstein, by the way. Who created a charity and then used massive amounts of money to throw parties for himself. And and have paintings, portraits of himself done. Had a painting of himself done and bought it for what? $25,000 or whatever. Anyway, what's amazing is that none of this stuff sticks. No, he's Teflon. And, well, there's a couple of reasons it doesn't stick. Well, yeah. One is the, the abortion issue, and that's first and foremost. Uh, these people are one-issue voters, and yeah. uh, abortion is murder, so I uh, will never vote. And, b- and by the way, when you talk to someone like that, 
if you're a Democrat and you're trying to change their mind? Uh, no, it's a you non-starter. Know what? Blow on the sun and see if you can blow it out like a birthday candle. Because <laughs> <laughs> you do mean sun up in the sky. Yeah, I know. Okay. Good luck. I think you'll have more luck. Yeah. No. Uh, so don't even no. bother if someone's always going to vote one way because you know they're just basically they're cattle, they're sheep. But but religion and indoctrination and political philosophy are cl- awfully close cousins. They're what? They're awfully close, close cousins at the end of the day. Yes, yes, not? yes. Exactly. And the same goes on the left, by the way. If someone on the oh, left yeah. is, uh, you know, absolutely can't stand the right and has consistently been that way their whole life, just don't even talk to them. Um, have you guys always voted one way? Be honest. No. I, first of all, I can't vote in this country. Oh, way to cop out. <laughs> I'm telling you. Okay. I can support, but I, I can't yeah, yeah. vote. Okay, Zip? Uh, what do you mean? Party-wise? Yeah, did you ever vote for a Republican? Yes, I did. For president? Yes. Can I guess? No. Go ahead. <laughs> no, go ahead. Yeah. He's not tipping his hand. Let me think. Uh, which one did you vote for? Uh, let me guess. Can I give a hint? <laughs> Hmm. You're getting warmer. Does it start? Does it sound like <laughs> jelly beans? Does it rhyme with Raygon? Uh, did he threaten Russia with nuclear annihilation when the Star Wars program was announced? Did he ever say, "Mr. Garbagehead, tear down this wall"? <laughs> so it was. Was it Reagan, really? Yeah, it was. Oh. I knew it. You know, it's funny, my my folks, my mother was from Kansas, right? And she really was, truly was Dorothy from Kansas and kind Dorothy. of conservative Republican. And, you know, uh, my and um, her father had a good job during the Depression, mm-hmm. so she grew up fairly comfortably. And it was, I think that's, so I was sort of had that leaning when I was younger. And then what caused you to uh, shift over to the bleeding heart? I'm I'm with you as far as just give me the right person. Yeah, good person. I judge of character. I try to judge by character. And and the and the thing about Trump is, and even the evangelicals will tell you, he was sent here by God. He's not perfect, Hmm. (laughs) but he was sent here by God to keep you from having abortions. Even the devil shall appear as an angel of light. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Um, So I voted for Reagan. I voted for Bush one. Yeah. I voted for Bush two. Her, good choice. <laughs> um, I voted for Clinton once, but not the second time, because when he had that whole Monica Lewinsky thing, I thought, this guy's a sleazeball. Uh, and How do you like me now? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you, when I see that Jeffrey Epstein documentary... Yeah. I think the one thing Bill Clinton and Donald Trump could agree on is hanging Jeffrey Epstein and covering it up. I want you to listen to me. Yeah. I did not ever get on that plane and go to Pedophile <laughs> Island. You didn't. I did not. Right. Sounds very familiar the way you say it, by the way. The tone, the inflection. You could do a video game of that. <laughs> so uh, anyway, so I voted for Clinton. I voted for... I voted for W, but then not after the uh, weapons of mass destruction thing yes. all turned out to be a, a hoax. I thought, mission accomplished, Bob. What are you talking about? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so here's where I am, ping-ponging, and I voted for Obama both times. I think he was a tremendous president. I oh, do, man. too. I, I think that he was handed an economy in tatters. Uh, and and that um, he didn't overheat the economy. It just grew steadily the whole time he was in office. And he was viciously attacked the whole oh, yeah. way. Um, mm-hmm. you know, At first, every turn. First by Donald Trump saying that he wasn't even born in the United States and he was some the, kind the of birther. a Muslim oh, from Kenya. I know. Unbelievable. And, you know, I was born in the same hospital as President Obama. I was born in uh, Tripler army navy hospital in on honolulu and my birth certificate is exactly the same as his it says certificate of live birth and the republican uh, conspiracy theory was well don't say birth certificate like mine does (laughs) i was like wow that's just strange so did he not pull that off in concert with his inquirer buddy 
Uh, oh, you mean the whole birther thing? Yeah, I, he yeah. had help. Oh, yeah. I think. Yeah. I don't know. What do I know? But that guy, <laughs> you mean Peckerhead, whatever his name yes, was? Yes, Pecker. Yeah, Pecker. Pecker. Yeah. God, if you, run a pl- if you run a newspaper or a tabloid and your name is Pecker, <laughs> you found your true calling. <laughs> Just, I forgot all about that. So I'll good. take names that fit for 500, yeah. Alex. <laughs> so anyway, so where we sit now is, and I talked to a friend the other day who's a retired guy. He's a nice guy, and he's a total Fox News uh, hound. And he was like, Obama didn't do nothing except Obamacare. And I reminded him, I said, well, that was Romney care, you know. That was yeah, actually a Republican Romney. idea. Mm-hmm. And by the way, when you make a point to a, a, a right winger you know yeah. what they do they glaze over <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then they just move on to yes you know <laughs> the next issue did you see the you know th- 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 what about this and what about hillary's emails and they just yeah. immediately go off yeah. so it's all kind of crazy but you, you can't bring it up in in, in company in mixed company or or, I mean, you can amongst people you know well enough that you can have a healthy debate. But boy, is that a powder keg right now? Ooh, is it ever? It is in any social situation because you just don't know who who's affiliated with what side. Yeah, I know. I notice now when I'm meeting with people that they'll they'll often preface a comment. Uh, I don't mm. know what side you're on, but but right. <laughs> Yeah. Like that's the big disco, right? The big disclaimer. <laughs> exactly. Well, here's what I think, and I will close with this. I don't think we should be walking on eggshells, but I don't think we should be at each other's throats. Hey, there's a parody song, Bob. I'm walking on eggshells. Yeah, I'm walking on it. Katrina and the next wave. Yeah, and so what I'm trying to do with my right-wing friends is say, yeah. well, tell me, what's the good you see? <laughs> By the way, oh, wow. when I say that, yeah, <laughs> crickets. <laughs> like, what's the good you see? Well, you know, and I'll let you know next week or or in two days because I'm talking to a few people. I got, you know, I told you I flamed a, a friend of mine because uh-huh. yeah. he was just getting too. Uh, it's just too much sexist, racist crap. And mm-hmm. Tell him I wasn't going to stand for it, and I. I've ghosted him the last four days, mm-hmm. and now he's reaching out. He called today, and I sent it to voicemail. And I got to call him back. He's a, he's a good guy. It's sort of like when someone is under a spell. Mm-hmm. So I'll let you know how that goes. And I had a friend do the same thing when I he called me from Canada, and he's a staunch conservative, but one of my best friends. Right. And he said, you know, I just didn't, didn't want to hear you when you were telling me about what was going on. He said, I just didn't believe a thing. I wanted this guy to go in there and shake things up. Mm. I believed he could do it. I thought he was the right man for the job. He says, no, I'm not so sure. So um, we'll close with that. And to prove that I have, uh, I'm a switch hitter. (laughs) 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 Politically speaking, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, To prove that, I will play several twisted tunes uh, that... uh, that comes from various points of Bipartisan. view. Bipartisan. Yeah, there's a Clinton. Uh, the Clinton was the most fun to do twisted tunes about. We did an Aerosmith <laughs> song called Love in the Oval Office. <laughs> Poles go up when the pants go down. Go down. <laughs> we'll play that. Brilliant. <laughs> the world's gone crazy. And we're just trying to keep up. Bob and Zip. Second floor, presidential library, map room, intern lounge. Oh, good morning, Mr. President. Good morning. Going now. Well, thank you. Oh, yeah. 
Arctic night Polar caps melting down from the fumes from the cars on the street Up the road, there's a show in your town with the man that George Bush barely beat. Almost president, known for hugging trees. Now he's got bad news. He's telling you and me. People, global warming warns This is a problem that our country don't let must solve. We need to come to, to grips and get a handle on it, or my Oscar will soon be underwater. Take my hand, Alcor. Will you lead the way? Show them all what for on election day. Hey, we're here. 
A consumer advocate, a breath of fresh air in an otherwise smoky room. Dixie environment with just a little bit of anal retention. Ralph Nader tells a crowd he'll try to represent them. They clap and cheer real loud. The polls come out with Bush ahead. The Democrats, they can't deny that something's wrong. Don't vote for Nader. They beg you. If you're feeling green, go and dig a hole and plant a tree. Don't vote Ralph Nader. That won't do. They'll put a Bush right back in deep. 